Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 38 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, I'm going to be joined by Mercedes, the owner of Polish Artistry. Mercedes, cheers. How are you? Cheers. Good. How are you doing, Manny? Good, good. Thank you for having us. We're actually in Mercedes' salon, right? What's up? Yes. <laughs> We're over here in Polish, which is right next door to my office. Literally, window is right here. I can see everyone coming in. It's so funny. Yeah. But cheers. Thank cheers. you for being on. Hello, Let's, neighbor. <laughs> hello, neighbor. Yeah, to you. We are sipping on some whiskey as usual. Uh, today, we're going to be sipping on some monkey shoulder. We've actually drinking this before, I think, with one of my best friends. Um, but I really like whiskey. Are you a whiskey drinker? I can't say that I am. No? no. Are you a drinker at all? Um... I think it's a wonderful pastime for a yeah. lot of people, uh, but personally, it's not something that I do all the time. That's cool. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much for, year, for having a beverage a on Whiskey Wednesday. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. So uh, kind of getting right into it, really excited to have you on. Obviously, we've been neighbors for some time. Uh, we just got to talking a couple of weeks ago, and I found out that you're the owner. I've always seen you here super late. I'm always here late because my office is right here. But I see you just as late leaving and working. So it's really cool to see, you know, not only an owner, but somebody that's actually putting in the work. Um, so before we get started, why don't we go ahead and just pass it over to you so you could go ahead and tell us a little bit about who Mercedes is, what you, who you are and what you do. Well, as far as working late, I think that's, um, it's just sort of, um, part of the relationship with the salon and that's how all of this came to be. I've pretty much been living in the salon since 2005, but nice. I first started in the salon in 2003. So pretty much life as I know it since the very yeah. beginning, since the beginning of time. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I've been 100% behind the chair since I first started and wow. I absolutely love it. So this entire thing was just sort of organic. I can't that's say awesome. that. This was like, you know, like, oh, I was working on Polish for two years before it opened. Yeah. No, um, I've always just been behind the chair and I never wanted to take a break from that. Um, and fortunately, you know, thank you to all my clients. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I actually um, know a lot of your clients. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm, I'm like literally like, I wish we could get a camera angle, but I'm seeing everyone that walks in and I'm like, hey, that's Jesse. Hey, that's my client. Hey, that's, <laughs> it's funny. You know yeah, a lot of people. And, and El Paso's, I think that's part of the best part. One of my favorite parts about El Paso is just that there's such a strong sense of community. Like, right. it's it's big enough that it's not like everyone, you know, there's only a handful of people and the right, world never right. spins, but there's enough of us that we still know each other and yeah. that uh, one way or another we're connected. So Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. El Paso's a little big city, I feel. Yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger. By the moment, but that's awesome. So you've been in the industries for since um, 2003, you said, right? Yes, I started as an assistant um, at a salon, the salon that my mom went to when you know when I was a kid, and right. I, like when I got my first haircuts, like my first salon no haircuts. Is it still that there? That was yeah, it is. So it's actually the Wild Hair, um, owned by Chris, who was a wonderful, 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 wonderful uh, first mentor. He left a very powerful impact on me. And so I was there for about four years and I didn't, 
I didn't want to leave, but I did feel at that time um, that I needed to. I feel right. like life called for it, and um, without a doubt, it was just time to make a change. And so when I left there, I went to another salon on Trowbridge. It's called Salon Sela, and my mentor there, her name is Kathy. She is the one who really put the vision in me to want more. I think I would have been a happy hairstylist behind the chair. Uh, just, you know, I mean, it's life as I know it, and I've, I've been coming happy in, that way, out, but yeah. she was the one who really um, pushed me to see beyond life as I know it and to have faith that we're all designed to grow. There's right. always more to us than, you know, just this moment. And, um, and she's just a wonderful, awesome. wonderful, wonderful person. So I was there for about 10 years. And it was only a, a four-month span from when I left Salon Sela to being at Polish. And so this was just um, a, a series of just happening coincidence where it just worked out well for everybody. And so um, it's close to home. This is actually my neighborhood. And That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm close to my kids who, if, you know, all of my clients, everyone already knows them. Yeah. As they're always in here with me. Or out. Well, I always see them. Yeah, yeah, they like to play outside. They like the... <laughs> It's the, a it's a quiet little kids. shopping center, huh? Yeah. Well, and their offices. That's another one of the features mm. of this area that I really really like. I think having uh, you know like a prime space on Zaragoza is great, but for salon spaces, sometimes uh, yeah, and most space commercial spaces, I think face the same challenges of like parking, for instance. Yeah. And here, there it's just so there's practical. Yeah, yeah. There's still it's very accessible from right. Zaragoza, but I mean you can just pull right up and not only that, but there's a beautiful garden outside and yeah. you know, we have a little view, right? That. We're a little elevated. If, if you guys, guys could see what we're looking yeah. at right now, it's the really sun's cool. setting behind the El Paso mountain skyline and it's you just got like a orange blue haze. Yeah. El Paso is some of the prettiest sunsets. I lived Absolutely. out in uh, Florida in Miami for about four years. And they had beautiful sunsets, like gorgeous, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But coming back to Texas, yeah, in Miami, yeah, 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 they're even more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're seeing, um, you know, the city behind you, just black shadow and orange, yellow, pink. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. But I think there's nothing like this mountain view that we have and the sunsets that we get too. So I love El Paso. Pleasantville to me, the weather's almost always beautiful and when it's a little bit rough it like brings us all together like yeah. oh my gosh what did you think about that and everyone talks yeah about yeah it. did you great. see that it rained for 10 minutes it was yeah, crazy and, and it is like that it's like yeah yeah mood swings it, it, yeah. it snows it rains it's only one completely day completely unpredictable <laughs> right that's funny are you born and raised in el paso um i am from el paso i don't know any other city i've never lived anywhere else that's awesome but even when i've traveled to other cities while i can appreciate their you know all the features of different places uh, i always do feel a little bit homesick i think i could stay in el paso and never see like i'm not one of those people who really like longs for another place like i can't say like oh i really i have visions of oh i can't wait to get to no, I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's go for a drive. Yeah. And then we do, and we just listen to music, and it's because a beautiful the weather's city. so nice. Yeah. yeah. Just go up to the mountain. You, you go on I-10, just period, and you get a view. Well, at night, it's kind of like being by the ocean of just light because yeah. it's so densely populated. As far as the eye can see, I mean, Especially often to the horizon, Mexico, it's just water. Yeah, yeah, it's like an ocean of lights. It's not water, but it's like an ocean of light. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely lovely. I love it. 
Yeah. And then another thing that I love about El Paso is that in Juarez, there's the the thing on the mountain that says, you know, like, read the Bible, it's the yeah, truth. Yeah. And on our side, we have a star that's illuminated at night. And if there were a way for Mexico and the United States to connect, it would be there. It's like they're holding hands. hands. Like, yeah. they're saying, this is the message, and they're saying, we approve. That's you know, cool. like, yeah. I love yeah. it. That's our, what it seems like to yeah. me. Yeah, our star is just amazing, too. I, I think there's just nothing like our city, too. I think a lot of people, especially dealing in real estate, I get a lot of people from out of town, especially military, and they're staying. They're not They're not yeah. going back home. Uh, it's it's affordable here for, for homes. And it's a really nice city. Everyone's friendly. Everyone minds their business. And there's a lot to do here. The there's food's amazing, here, yeah. right? We're going to talk about food a little later, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're all excited yeah. now. I am. Well, but speaking on military, that's another thing here. There's so much diversity. You're always meeting yeah. people from different backgrounds right. and uh, just with so many different views. I yeah. mean, there's people who are new to the military. There's, you know, people who are a little bit more who've been right. there and closer to retirement and things like that. And I think that they have a very unique, a very unique lifestyle and insight because of their lifestyle to... Uh, to those of us who maybe aren't, I, yeah, I don't yeah. even have family that's military. Oh, well, like I have like cousins who are married into military, right. but directly, I can't say that I yeah. I know the life. Right, right. Yeah, me neither, but El Paso is definitely a military city as well. Mm -hmm. Fort Bliss is huge. Um, so kind of going back to, you know, you getting started, you started 2003, you had a couple mentors, right? Mm -hmm. um, so as far as, you know, somebody trying to get started, you know, in the same footsteps as you, do you think getting a mentor is necessary or do you think that that's something that is not so much needed? Um, I think that, of course, for every individual it's different. Right. But I think one of the most important things if you really want to have a fruitful career is to develop a relationship with a salon atmosphere. Because once you're behind the chair, I feel like you draw clients who you have things in common with. Right. And so it's, it's a really fun, the career side of it, it's a wonderful way to spend your days. It's kind of like the social grounds, you know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of therapeutic we, too, right? Uh, to everybody, yeah. It's a lot of um, exchange of thoughts and views yeah. and uh, I mean, it's just great. It's, yeah. it's, it's I know as, a, as, you know, I've, I've been going to my barber for like the last 10 years, like yeah. since I was in high school. And, and so you trust him, right? Yeah, I trust, I trust her and, oh, her and she knows her every little dirty secret about me too so like i can't go anywhere else she's gonna tell on me just kidding so? no i'm just is kidding so? no melissa she's cool but yeah. um i definitely know what you mean it is a kind of therapeutic even for me to kind of go get a hot tell talk a little bit about my weekend problems issues you know things like that it's really fun i think it's therapeutic for every single person i think yeah. salons and barbershops are kind of fun so going back to 2003, you had your first mentor, uh, Jake? Chris. Chris, I'm sorry, uh -huh. Chris. Sorry, sorry, Chris. My, and then my first colorist mentor was Rose Sanchez. She was my instructor. And at the same time, I was working with Chris Sanchez, the owner of Wild Hair. And from there, I went on to Kathy and Peter. Kathy, yeah. So you've had your share of, of mentors, right? In, in the learning phases of, of you kind of starting in the industry. Do you feel like that's a, something that, you know, somebody that is coming into industry needs or should look into? 
I think anybody who wants to enter uh, the industry does need to find a salon atmosphere that suits their their personality and their vision as far as how they see themselves, how they right. view themselves. I feel like there's so many different um, styles out right. there that, um, yeah, it's just really important to find a place where you feel like, yeah, this is my jam. Like, this is where I belong, you know? Yeah. And I, I do, um, I've kind of always wanted to have that space so having it now has been really really great that's awesome I'm, i think it should be like a staple to every place yeah their feel you know yeah i think i think with any brand or business it's really about creating that culture and that atmosphere for people to come in and enjoy the space you know it, it has to be enjoyable obviously somebody's not going to be coming in if if it's a miserable experience so Absolutely. creating that atmosphere i think is super important too um how or what steps does do you have to take in order to create that atmosphere? Because I think that it's something that doesn't just come overnight, right? It's it's something that you kind of have to build. Well, that's why I feel like the my relationship to the salon being that I I didn't I mean I wish I could say that I'm just you know I always dreamt of being an entrepreneur. That's that's really not the case. I've always dreamt of growing as as a hair artist and I I feel like I grew so much behind the chair that it evolved into this right. you know so this was actually a nail salon before but being that it's so close to my life everything everything really really important to me my kids you know home it just felt natural that right. the salon should be close and it is so now my entire life is within like a two mile radius that's and, awesome you, um so you don't pay anything for gas huh? so, almost nothing <laughs> so awesome. no commuting anymore although it's a nice drive and i was always yeah. caught up on podcasts and audiobooks now i'm just like and yeah, yeah, so. yeah. like walking everywhere huh? I could i <laughs> yeah. could maybe in the future that's awesome that's cool so everyone definitely you know, should maybe go after a mentor. I, I feel like even in real estate too, that's something that I went after. Um, I paid somebody to teach me and I learned as much as I could from that person and then went on my own to learn as much as I could on my own. But I think I needed that little head start because it saved me a lot of errors and a lot of time wasted that I could have maybe lost a lot more money and clients and business, you know? So I do think that there's, there's sort of, um, an organic climate to things like that. Mm. I know, I mean, personally speaking through my own experience, it's just, I have gone through those um, seasons of my life where I'm undergoing so much change, so much, um, I'm evolving so much as an individual that I do start to disconnect with some of my clients. But the same way, I mean, if my, um, my client's lifestyle changes and something draws them away, I may not see them for a year, two yeah. years sometimes, and then they come back and it's like one of those things where, hey, and I've changed and you've changed and then we get to redevelop that relationship. Right. But I mean, speaking in the in the salon sense, um, that, that was something that I had to experience when I got the space right. because as an independent contractor, I always rented my station. And part of renting the station is that we view it as like, okay, well, it's really just a place for me to work that has certain amenities, you know, as a, as air a hairstylist. You got everything yeah, you need, like, electricity. Yeah, like, you know, towels mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, back bar and things like that. There's a lot of places that don't. And one of the things that I always wanted to create was an atmosphere that would be ideal for the creator. Right. That I, I felt in some areas I had, 
but I wanted to create here uh, just the ideal working space for anybody who's who's got a creative vision and sometimes doesn't really think about all the little everything else that you need because that was one of my struggles along the way i even feel like it's part of the reason why it took me so long because i would be so caught up in like creative vision creative vision that i would i would have to step away to get all the organization done right and here my vision for the stylist would be that they come in they have their clients and i try to provide everything and it's only because it's it, that sense of community it's pretty much everything that i work with right. available to everybody in the space right. and so um yeah we you know we also try to make it a really cool environment for our clients and we want it to be a space where you know they kind of feel away from the world they enter this right. bubble and it's just you don't feel like you're in a shopping center right now i honestly like when the lighting was over there we were we were playing with different locations here <laughs> i felt like we were in a lounge <laughs> like that sort of so it's really cool atmosphere that you have created. During um, the day, I, I would say it feels like a lounge, but it does depend on what time of day and what days of the week. Because on the weekends when we're slammed, it's not the same <laughs> sensible, like, yeah. like, oh, I'm here to chill. It's a little bit more exciting. The clients are talking to yeah. each other. We're all talking. There's, It's Saturday. There's wine, you know, sometimes champagne going around. Wow. And we always wow, have, and I'm right next door. during the day, we have refreshments. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come in. So, yeah, we're always here. And, um, That's cool. It's a close spot. That's awesome. Um, talk to me about some of your clients. Who are your clients? Um, um, my clients are women a lot like myself. Um, a lot of um, visionaries, just women who have have lived some. Have, they have their families, they have their careers. It's not just one or the other. So it is. Um, there's a lot of that and then I, I also see a lot of gentlemen right. I do have um, a handful of entrepreneurs too who have you know also guided me and giving me um, advice along the way so awesome. I I have both men and women who are just phenomenal I'm I want to say that they have been the most transformative power behind me absolutely the, awesome. the driving force so I they're just everything to me that's that's awesome I think clients at the end of the day are everything, right? There's a lot of people that um, don't really care so much about the client and their objectives may be a lot different and not so aligned with what the client wants. And I think that that's a really quick way for your business to fail, mm -hmm. right? So how important is reputation to you, um, you know, building this business, building this brand? Mm, to me, on a very human level, I've experienced witnessing other people when they go through their transformations and i love to kind of see the 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 storm of it all you know it's just um really intense and i think that when i you know when i was living it and everything i was really grateful i had a lot of support people uh, walking me back to you know the word and speaking sense into me because I think really when you're entering your next level there's so much of the unknown right. where maybe in an area where you don't have as much experience and you're just kind of you know mm. in your in your early beginnings and I still definitely feel um, that I'm just at, at the beginning of a very long journey so I, awesome. it's very exciting but yeah I, I think that as far as like reputation I feel like that should be part of um, what what people know about us. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you see someone kind of going through something and you don't understand it because you don't see the full picture. Um, but 
people want to see you working hard people want to see you getting better especially you know everyone who's been with me for so long who's been with me since you know before my kids during my pregnancies you know helping me get my home and things like that so um yeah helping me get the salon and this space is absolutely for for my clients so um yeah i mean it's just part of it it's absolutely uh vital i think it's very very important that's awesome what would you say are some of the biggest struggles that you maybe even encountered in opening up your own business? Um, you know, because sometimes I feel like a lot of people maybe have different expectations and that's why a lot of different businesses fail, you know, but you have proven already with time that you're you're here. Well, I, um, I kind of feel like nothing is ever promised nothing Mm -hmm. and I think that when you're working towards the vision that God gave you I mean just your everyone has their own I think when you have your your vision you know and you hold true to your code of ethics and things like that we all have trials and tribulations but ultimately what's what's for you will find you and and you know that I feel like that's why I would not have chosen a nail salon let me just say that so in that sense but this space is Mm. so ideal it's just it's it's a really really great space and so I trust that I trust the the vision and so I've um I've always wanted to cultivate my uh my skills to a level to that I can share it with other stylists and I think you know during during that time and reading and studying and everything I love philosophy and one of the philosophies that I feel has proved to be very true is that nothing good comes from your comfort zone and I feel like I I was I went so full-fledged you know since a very you know since a couple years back um, into that mode that I got so used to like I'm, I'm working hard, I'm working hard, the essence of getting uncomfortable, you know, and trying yeah. to learn new things and, yeah. you know, just really exploring mm-hmm. um, everything that um, that now sometimes I don't know how to, you know, now that everything's kind of been the same, there's not as much change. I went through a lot of change very quickly over the past few years. Right. Now it's more about, okay, finding the areas in which to refine, where, where we need to make adjustments, where mm-hmm. we need to tweak. But because I'm so used to being behind the chair all the time, all the time, all the time, and then going home to being, you know, 100% mom, that it's that, you know, adjustment of the of the routine and kind of right, right. learning the time management side of it yeah. has probably been so one of the greater challenges. Chaos, and then now it's like, it's well, calm. Well, and for me, it's natural. But right. I think for anybody entering that, right. and just, you know, me being in the middle of it, I think it can be a little bit, like to other people, I think it might be a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. at times. Um, but I, I've seen the transformation that yeah. happens within people. And, and it's not always just, I mean, it's a hair salon. So we, you know, you come in and you change, you know, you the, the way you see yourself. No one comes in saying, oh, like, I, I want to, oh, actually, no, some people do. They're like, <laughs> I don't want it to, I don't want anyone to notice that I got a haircut. I need the haircut, but I want it to look like I didn't get a haircut. Yeah. That, that exists too. But other people come in wanting change. And so that's one thing. 
but the internal changes are the ones that are being reflected when we change the outside. Right. It's everything that sometimes you're going through something. It could be, confidence I mean, anything. maybe that you're gaining and yeah, like that. yeah. Or I mean, sometimes just like milestones. What I consider to be milestones um, when you've turned the chapter in in any area of your life, and you just kind of want to say from this point forward. Right. And maybe it can be a very personal thing that you don't share. Yeah. But the simple fact that you know it's the person who's going through it that's that's the one who's you know changing right. that that's what um it, it's my favorite part about what i do and it changes me that's awesome so i actually get those that. so that's that's really deep <laughs> no it's really cool that um i think you are giving people something more than just a haircut because i've i've had it too like you know i've gone through like maybe a breakup and i'm just like you know out of it for two weeks i look you know, super yeah. funky up here. And, and I go it, get a haircut, I'm just like, whoa. You know, like, let's, like oh, I'm good back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think it's so healthy to go through that. Yeah. Though. Like, when, when something happens, to let yourself kind of feel it and go through everything that happens in your mind, because it does. Sometimes it's just like the, like, everything is up in the air, and you kind of have to, you know, find yourself again. Yeah. That when you do kind of come out of it, you're like, damn, I was a yeah. mess. Like, yeah, excuse sure. me while I put myself back together, for you know? Sure. I think, and, being uncomfortable really there's no other equation that equals this but growth like when you're uncomfortable that's the only that's one of the main opportunities that you have to grow every time that i could think back like even moving back from el paso from miami i'm sorry to el paso um i put everything on the line because i just got my my real estate license over here i was like i'm gonna do it like if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna go really really hard like really really fast and making that decision, I was terrified, but it was a good, exciting, terrified. Like I was like, ah, like, like, let's do it, like hurry. I think when life gets turbulent, maybe in an area where you weren't expecting it or where it was just maybe not the most pleasant right. feeling, I think that's one of the best ways to kind yeah. of deal with it. Say, you know what, hell no, I'm gonna turn this into something yeah. good and you just, you focus on something productive and you know, hurt nobody kind of thing. Yeah. And then you do your thing. like. Yeah. I I think it's really great. That's awesome. So being uncomfortable, walk me through, you know, what what were you thinking going through and checking out the spot and finding it and seeing that it's a nail salon and deciding I'm going to run this and I'm going to create my own thing? Well, I always, um, I, I want to say that it's because of the way that I grew up where you just you have to be resourceful right. you know uh, if you're dealt a certain hand and you choose to say like all right let's play let's do this um then you're gonna have to be a little bit um it, it might be uncomfortable it might right. be a little bit of a challenge but that's that those are the areas where you're gonna grow right. and i saw that here and i feel like the entire space has transformed um unfortunately i i did i did have a very um a very big blind spot at the time where I just wasn't considering certain things because right. I lacked the experience. And so I I also think that pacing yourself is very important. That's I awesome. think that when everything happens really quick, it, it makes people kind of like, whoa, you know? And right. because 
to them it's just happening to the person doing it it's cause and effect yeah but to anybody who's not subject to you know the 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 actual part, behind the, doing the scenes part, yeah it is just experiencing the change and maybe doesn't have the time to adjust because they don't know what to expect mm -hmm. and so in terms of being uncomfortable i kind of think that it's not it's maybe not detrimental but um but yeah i mean it definitely is is it can be jolting for yeah. sure that's that's insane what would you say kind of going into you know your craft what is one of the toughest cuts for you to do if that is there a tough cut um yeah for sure um there's so many areas that it's not always just um cutting it's not always just styling i mean really what we do it has elements of design in in visual geometric realms and in visual color laws that can i mean we're all subject to the same color laws so you have to find something that that you know the product is is true to what it what it says that it's going to perform the way it does and so um and not only that but then the suitability part where it has to be right for the person right. sometimes as a hairdresser you know we'll go to hair shows and we'll get like really really excited and we're like oh my god i saw this thing right. it's gonna be so cool and we get so excited to do it that if we're putting it on somebody who maybe it looks awesome on but it's not their personality even if it looks amazing they're not gonna like it and ultimately we're here to make people happy right so we're we're not in the business of like Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna do something really crazy for you. Yeah. It should you it want should change? reflect the Check client, this out. right? There you go, avant garde. Oh, that's right. You have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, you know, like, I can't change this right yeah. now. I'm like, well, no. Um, yeah, we. I think that's one of the the challenges. Is okay. Like, all right, we have to do all that, and at a at a daily pace. At a daily right. pace, it's like we have to look at you know face structure. We have to look at um, skin tones and and colors, and then like the way they dress do they always dress the way they're here because sometimes they're professional wear during the week but they're like a saturday person we see a completely different person on saturday than they are monday through friday and we have to this consider is those intense things. i didn't know y'all <laughs> think about this <laughs> so, welcome to we just go land. and sit on the chair and <laughs> but, but that's why i think that's why it's called like hairdresser i think that's where the term hairdresser comes yeah. from and there's people who are like because there's a lot of dudes in the industry, like guys who are like, but they're visionaries also. Right. And so I think the term hairdresser isn't like a beautician. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It kind of has a different thing, but it's like dressing the hair. Like right. it's, you know, like tailor, tailor made. That's awesome. That's crazy. This is intense. <laughs> this is a lot deeper than I thought. <laughs> That's crazy. So talk to me, you know, we're, we're behind a nice little backdrop that took us a little while to set up, right? Yeah, we were trying to open up the <laughs> We are trying to make sure that you guys could read Polish. Um, but talk to me about some of the products that you offer here. I, I see there's a ton of stuff that you guys um, offer here in store for your clients. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me about some of these partnerships. Well, I've always been a Joico educator. I was fortunate enough to have um, my instructor from the get-go she was a colorist from the heart she was really hard on us at first it was like a you know like drill sergeant but mm. it was cool because it, she really put in a strong foundation in us and so we had joico back in the day this is like 16 years back when i first started beauty school um my half-life <laughs> so um 
after trying different things, because of course when you first leave school, you're like, what do they know? You know, you just yeah. feel so like, eh, I'm licensed now, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm do what good. I want. Yeah, yeah. Like, check this and then out. you start experimenting with different things and I think there's always that like sense of curiosity of like, hey, well, you know, I, I heard good things about that and I heard right. this and whatever. And so along the way, I have experimented with Schwarzkopf, Wella, Redken, um, Kuhn, Electra. I mean, just a lot of different color lines. So and is this so, something that you guys literally have to do your own research on to know um, it's kind of product of, knowledge? It is. It, well, I kind of feel like it's like a, a working daily thing. It's like finding your your perfect sh- set of shears. It's not always your first set of shears that you're like, oh, I just got the right ones from the get-go. You really do have to find something that, you know, for different things is like the right shear. Right. And in my in my world, it's it's color. And so I've always gone back to Joico because it's it's what I've always loved. It's what I I know the color the joico color line like the back of my hand literally and so um and they're always uh putting new technology into the products so that's why i've I've always been with joico i started educating with them in 2007 and um, i was with them for four years you know but i along the way i had my little ones in 2009 and 2010 and so at that point i just really wanted to focus on behind the chair because i i wanted to evolve i think sometimes right. when we're also just doing a lot of education out there you kind of start seeing the the thing as like just things to speak on but i feel like being uh behind the chair all the time keeps the knife sharp and that's right. that's going to be your best tool is just all the practice that it takes to to really develop your skill and so um yeah so in the past year i've started up again as an advisor with joico and i'm really glad because there has been a revolution in the past like like so many years like in the past few years um like maybe like six years when like brazilian blowout hit the hit the scene he had a that. brazilian blowout for a little yeah, bit did you it was really awesome yeah was your hair curly? like frizzy what was Sosa that was rocking some some crazy stuff oh yeah <laughs> it's kidding. very popular i do have guys who like who are like oh i have curly hair oh, really? and, you know it doesn't do certain things so my hair is wild sometimes is like it? i don't even know what to do with my hair sometimes like Especially with one gust of wind, it's just like... <laughs> it's it's like that sometimes. You yeah. need to find the right product. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, on the product really quick, you also... I mean, we're kind of like at a cool place because I've always had Joico mm-hmm. for a really, really long time. But in more recent times, like the new movement is very... I, I have a lot of people who are asking for less technology. They want it to be as natural and organic as possible. True. And so that's that's the new thing right now. That's the baby. That's like this other side where we're kind of like experimenting. Um, do, but you yeah. see, do you see your industry leaning a lot more towards the organic natural side in the future? Or do you see it still continuing with more of the technolo- technological I side think of like it. anything, it, it's a trend that, that comes and goes. Mm. It's not the first time that people have have gone through that but i think that what i've seen because i've been in the industry for 16 years is that sometimes it goes it's very much about the person and health and i'm putting these products and how is it going to affect me and then the the flip side of that that i think is is probably going to be the next shift um or you know we're going to go back to that right so i don't know if it's back or forth, but that's you know the trend this is a little circle yeah <laughs> yeah the revolution um so 
um, Joico is like on their they're very environment friendly the way that the the products are packaged it has um, both recycled material and new material but it's uh, the way that it that the way that it goes back into the earth and things right. like that in the recycling programs and then the way that um, what Joico does is that for every set number they plant uh, trees and things like that oh, so that and then the carbon monoxide from the products comes you know like that's yeah. how they yeah that's kind of that's their, they're very environment yeah, yeah. friendly that's cool. and so but they they've also always had an ammonia free color and um very very low in peroxide non-toxic i mean they've had that since i since i first started have you had any products that have really damage somebody's hair kind of experimenting or yeah? yeah what is that experience like so um before there was brazilian blowout there was just relaxers and relaxers in essence are like putting drain cleaner on somebody's hair and then you know trying to comb it to break all the all the bonds <laughs> all the hair and then yeah and it does that i mean if you've ever seen what it does it's sure it'll make it straight but it does not make it smoother i mean it depends there's there's some good ones drain out there cleaner yeah drain cleaner it's People the same thing yeah that well it used to be that was okay. like the only thing and they were making serious advancements but then brazilian blowout came out and the difference between the old technology was that relaxers would go into the hair break down all the bonds we would have to neutralize in the new shape and then try to restructure the bonds in a more straight shape and the outside yeah, um, Brazilian <laughs> blowout um, works from the outside it works from the surface of the hair so it's like putting a keratin sleeve over the surface of the hair so mm. that the cuticle which looks like shingles on a roof um, it just it's completely smooth you don't get the same kind of frizz it locks in moisture it locks in your color it's like putting long-term sunscreen blowout. yeah and, but no one had like? considered that the Brazilian law? Well, no, there's different ways to do it. It's a smoothing treatment. It's a smoothing okay. treatment. And um, and even on that, now there's so many variations, but they were the innovators. They were the first really? ones to do it. And now there's there's people who are, you know, trying to make improvements on that one. But Brazilian Blois and Olaplex changed the game entirely. Before that, it was all about making the size of the molecules really, really small. The molecular weight and size of keratin needed to be below, like, 2500 to even penetrate the hair without heat and actually you know become a part of the hair this is now the, the technology is more about how it it's more like a lacquer that goes over the surface of the hair and how you know how long it holds and how um, simple it is to apply and the the longevity and so um and yeah, these are, so these in are some March, of Joico launched defy damage which is a combination of the two and i love it and it smells like Ugh, it smells like heaven. Is that your? I can't keep it on the shelves. Right now? He knows my my the person who sells it to us is like, it's gonna be in any minute. I'm like, dude, everyone's <laughs> waiting for up. it. We've been out for a month. Everyone's out of shampoo. Really? So yeah, but it's really good stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't blow dry and curl your hair all the time. For I us don't. girls, you know, we have. I get a towel, just do, do, do. five minutes. I'm out. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, Everyone dry. has a different yeah, yeah. vision. I know. I need some time. I need a minute really? to get ready. Yeah. I know. I know. We walked in. I'm just I know. Sorry. <laughs> we walked in on you. Okay, right I'm just here. kidding. So as far as uh, you know, the products you have a ton of products here. Your partnership with with Joico. Mm -hmm. Joico. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. So you guys have a little variety of everything for the organic side and the 
technological side. <laughs> um, as far as your services, what type of services, what type of um, services can somebody get here at Polish Artistry? Um, well, that'll vary from time to time depending on the artist, uh, at the resident artist who's in at the minute. Um, right now, uh, we really just have colorists on hand. Um, I, I speak for myself because I'm the permanent resident. Um, a lot of hairstyling, um, a lot of hair coloring, hair cutting. Um, as far as hair cutting, the only reason that what we do is different from, let's say, a barber, is that um, I also do scissor over comb. And the nature of a scissor over comb haircut is very different than like a clipper cut. Do I do clipper cuts? Yes. But um, I do think that a scissor over comb haircut is a very satisfying uh, skill to have. And it's, it, it is sort of like a, a level of refinement that one should strive to, to keep sharp. And so I, I know... Is that more of a traditional... It's stylist. a foundational thing. Whoa. That's why it's a foundational thing. The sheer, I mean, hair has many lengths, but with the sheer, you can get as close to the scalp as the, the curvature of the sheer allows. But unless you know how to maneuver it, you're going to cut somebody or you're not going to be able to do it or you're going to get chop marks. And so when you do work on doing that, it's, it's, it's a skill. Yeah, it's something that you, you kind of feel like as a hairdresser, when you reach that pinnacle moment where you're like, ta da! I got this and then you lose that skill you realize why it's so important to to continue to practice that and to also preserve that side of your clientele right. and so that's something that I'd like to share with the next generation because I do think that with time core values change and um, it's really really important that we maintain a standard um, yeah. and and not even just like in a salon level I'm talking in an industry level and like as as a city as our country and things like that because whether we realize it or not all of us all of us are representing everywhere where they're where, that right. we're from so right. um i think yeah i mean at least i speak for myself i, I would like to share that um and kind of you know bring the next generation up yeah that's, that's something that's that awesome. i really hope for that's awesome so speaking of the next generation what does it take to become you know, a, a stylist as far um, as schooling. I know there's obviously some certifications or schooling that you have to go through. Well, we're also in a really um, unique time because um, across the country, there's different states that are deregulating uh, the industry, which awesome. means that they're, they're not requiring licenses. And I can see why. Um, I think because of uh, the internet, I think because of social media and just the nature of the industry has changed so much that a lot of people are getting lots of free education on techniques right. and formulas online that doesn't um kind of it, making it, it has an open a value yeah it has a value but it's completely um there's no uh regulation what do you call it? there's no yeah there's no standard in a sense right it's kind of like Anyone, no matter anyone, can what go to Sally's, yeah, pick up some say, stuff, and do some some and, stuff to her nails. I mean, that drives our industry too, because once you figure it out, like I could watch someone make like a badass, like you know, cake Tutorial. with like five tiers yeah, yeah. and like make you know whatever, like fondant thing. But can I do that every time? No, it and looks do easy, I even want to right? do it? it yeah, easy, sometimes, yeah. like 
could I do my own pedicure? Yeah, I could probably do my own pedicure, but I don't want to. Right. I want to go sit down and have them offer me a drink and enjoy the, the massage chair while I'm getting it and then walk out and have that moment of relaxation. That's the difference right. in any industry. Right, right. So, um, you know, as far as hairdressers and it being uh, deregulated and education and things like that, I do think that licensing is important because here we're dealing with so many people that one of the things that are continuing education, um, you know, on a state level that it's regulated is um, sanitation. Right. And sanitation is super important. I mean, I have For kids. For anything, restaurants, yeah. nails. But I mean, I think realtor. you worry a lot. Is it? Is it <laughs> yeah, sanitation? Yeah, I get the sanitation. Hey, like, you're uh, like, oh, there's <laughs> cockroaches at a house. <laughs> oh, I've been into some really disgusting yeah, houses. Yeah, when we were I've shopping seen some it out, stuff. we saw some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some cr- scary stuff. I've seen some ugly stuff. I've seen, I've almost thrown up. I've, like, really? Oh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of everything. <laughs> I don't know. That's what makes it fun, though. <laughs> yeah. It's different. So um, so in this industry, I've, I'm like, well, having kids, and, like school-age kids, they, um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of like, you, you don't want them to get anything. You mm. kind of, you know, and you already feel like they're, whatever, if, you know, anything happens to them, they're going to go out and, like, all the kids and then, like, the zombies are going to come <laughs> out. You know, like, you think that. And so... Um, yeah, I think it's really important. I think sanitation is really, really important. Yeah. But everything else, I think there's just a handful of like magical unicorns who just have their gift. And those are the ones that are cha- game changers. They're the ones who just come up with the next thing. And um, and that, you know, that's always really exciting yeah. to see. To you always want to be ahead. It. Yeah. You want people to be chasing you, not so, you chase. Well, and... And change is fun. Yeah. Change is, is the adventure. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's different. exciting. Yeah. I love I love change. I think with change comes so much positivity, so much good things and lessons too. Because I think everything, even failures in your mentality could be a failure. But it's really just lessons and you kind of improving yourself little by little. Mm-hmm. You know, with every little mistake that you think you're doing, it's really just a, a lesson or a slap in the hand. Just like you, I'm sure you had your share of... I'm Big still lessons, up. right? I'm still in the beginning <laughs> of, like I said, what I, I see it to be like a, a new thing. And I think that it only happened because I felt that I had mastered so many other areas right. in my life. And so this is, yeah, it's very challenging. It's very challenging to kind of, you know, evolve in that sense. Right. Um, but change is good. Yeah, so, change is, yeah, change change is really on. good. <laughs> so a quick tip for, for some of our viewers. How can somebody keep their hair healthy what are some tips that somebody can take to keep their hair super healthy listen to your hair if when you're styling it it's not responding give it some love if it means a lot of people don't don't put serum in it or a lot of people will go excuse my language they'll like go ape shit on the heat and they're like blow drying and flat ironing and like really tight ponytails and they have (laughs) and i mean but i mean everything's a look you know i told you like i kind of like to have a grungy look like i haven't washed my hair like in three days and that's part of my yeah yeah um sometimes but i mean i think that's part of it it's it's being able to to do that but as far as keeping the hair healthy i mean healthy is an opinion and subject to everybody that's exactly what i was gonna ask you what is healthy (laughs) yeah well i mean to some people it's like i feel like my hair is healthy you have really? very nice hair, man. Yeah. I think what's cool about your hair is that, like, you have a signature. Like, there's like a little, Manny haircut. I have this little thing. I don't know how do. long you've had this haircut, but I've I associate it. this haircut with yeah, you. Yeah, I've had it for 
like four years, five yeah. years. I got it in Miami. A, uh, a Puerto Rican gave it to me. Oh. I sat down on the chair and I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, I like it. It's good. <laughs> we'll keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so talk to me about the future. What's next for Polish? Um, you know what? It's, it's honestly all in. Uh, it's all a work in progress. And so I... I encounter a lot of discovery on a daily basis and I just adjust as I go. I'm right. always seeking to make improvements and I'm open to comments and suggestions. So they're, you know, they're always welcome. But um, in that sense, it is really just a lot of discovery at the time. And because I'm not a control freak, I like to see the environment around me. I Every, uh, every decision that I make is always based upon the the current situation like what needs improvement right now will this be a problem in the future like is this a very temporary thing is it worth addressing or you know is this going to be like a recurrent thing it just it just depends really and there's so many things now that it's always different i think there's it's a Mm never-ending like i'm always looking at my business like oh my god i could improve in every single way like there's so many things i could be doing right now but there's just not enough time to be doing every single thing you can make time definitely you can for make sure time. for sure but um, i also think like it's natural to feel that way when you've kind of gotten into your rhythm right. and you're kind of doing the same routine thing all the time all the time once monotony sets in you know you're in trouble because yeah. sometimes you don't know what to change mm-hmm. but you know you need to change something there's something that and has so to change. along the lines i mean a few years back, I was really like, I kind of feel like the, the fitness world, like, you know, took me by storm and I was like, I didn't even know how to deal with it. It yeah. made me look a little crazy. And so I I did that. And then I realized you got, at the time... What do you mean? You got into fitness or... Yeah. Like, in, in my mind... taking a little transition from fat to fit like well and right? i think all all humanity is i yeah. really think that like there's like there's this a little bit more of a awakening yeah, yeah like just a lot of it mm-hmm. but um during that time when i was just working really hard to be fit i was also going through a lot of personal struggles i think because there was so much pressure on me and i learned the value of wellness and and the big difference and so I feel like I'm more fit and more happy when I'm well, when in my mind I'm at peace and when I'm, you know, I always have some sort of project to, to occupy my idle time so that I'm not just, you know, kind of like, Oh, what next? You know? And, um, that's been really, really social media. But I do, I do actively make time to, uh, to work out and it's not always like really high intensity things. I wish I was a high intensity person, but I'm not. So, um, yeah, I mean, just different. We're not going to catch you flipping tires in the the parking lot. (laughs) Are you kidding? Most of the time I wear nails, but right now I'm like, yeah. So, um, but no, yeah, but you do make I, a point. I wouldn't be yeah, I think tired. I think a lot of people think of health as in just physical, but it's really physical, mental. You know what you're hearing, what you're what you're saying, what you're seeing. It's a lot of things that come into your wellness in a whole, right? Well, and I've I've had the pleasure of um, meeting and interacting with um, the chiropractic world, and that has forever changed me i learned to see you know certain things as uh for instance like 
like medications and um, extended use of, of any substance. Like if you're a person who regularly takes certain medications, the long-term effects that that can, that, that can have on you and why it's so important to also become sensitive and in tune with your, with your body. Right. And so, um, I'm very grateful for all the chiropractors that I know and, um, that have been there to kind of give me a little bit more insight because, um, it, it really is very, very important. And I think that now with so many, um, so many challenges that we're facing in in the health industry i mean right. really i do think that our generation i don't want to sound like all weird or anything but i do think our generation is going to cure cancer yeah and that the solution is going to be a lot simpler than people think i and agree so um, i feel like it's going to be something that was very attainable for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh organic or something very you know natural to to earth and to our bodies well and i don't get me wrong i'm a technology i there's so much technology around us yeah. i appreciate i love technology. it i love yeah. it too but i love social I, media i think it's just about finding the um the correct balance because right. i mean technology in sense like for instance like hair um it can be really really good for like oh you know the working artist but then long term you know you have to think about like okay, well, what are we putting on our on our body and our skin? It's like live flesh. Like right. maybe the, the hair is not alive, but the scalp that we're putting it is. And uh, being that, you know, we're here. I was born into like a really cool time because I was like, I worked in the salon throughout both of my pregnancies and, yeah. you know, around all this stuff. So I know that there's good technology in the products. But in terms of health, um, I do think that as a people, all of us are making uh, long-term changes to really make, like the next generation be better just overall healthier i think overall just in general the future is gonna be insane i really want to just feel like 150 200 before i pass i just want to see everything whoa look at all this stuff just thinking of like the past hundred years like could you imagine someone who was alive during like that stretch yeah yeah like somebody in 19 what is it 19 my great grandpa my mom's mom's dad was born at the turn of the last century so when he was a kid growing up cars were rare like you knew cars existed yeah but like there were like a handful of people who had cars and it was like wow he saw cars tvs phones the cell phone was like yeah this is the future and like you know my kids now i mean they've they've been like you know they they leave the the hospital with with an ipad practically a phone number and a sim card and i get it like it's just the next it's the next generation but the same way like technology moved really 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 fast i think that I mean, our our species is the one, not and not just us. I mean, globally, we see some some awful tragedies, unfortunately, yeah. uh, among other species. Um, but I mean, we're all making changes, and yeah. um, we know that technology came a really really long way. And fortunately, now in our country, at least, we have access to education that helps us um, have a better understanding of it, so that we, we might find better solutions and not sure. have to, you know, completely destroy life as we know it. So Definitely. It's, it's exciting time yeah, to yeah, be alive. It's sure. a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be alive. <laughs> You're just coding future and Jake. <laughs> so, being in the industry for 16 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously seen a shift from the marketing sense, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen maybe from just word of mouth to now spread into social media. How has that transition 
been for you and how are you currently marketing right now your business um okay this is kind of a, a delicate subject to me just because when social media first arrived into my world um i i had just become a mom mm -hmm. like literally the year i got facebook i had just had my my first physical baby and like i um I was, you know, really excited. It was kind of like, all right, cool, you know, and I was very like, this is how people treat Facebook. And then Instagram came just a few years later. And um, in those times, my family dynamic was a little bit different. And when I became aware of the privacy laws that our children might be subject to, I started seeing it as those aren't my pictures that I'm posting. They're my kids. Mm -hmm. but those are their pictures yeah and and that sort of shifted everything for me because i was like well then what is me right and i created like i i start i made a distinction between my my personal life like right. my my life that i associate with my children right? and then my life that i associate with me with my personal interests In and things like that um and it was i mean it's still more of like a like a collage like a you know, like I'm gonna I have a little bit of time. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna put you know a little some images together to right. to share with people to let them know who I am and all that. But um, as um, as a creative person, I also kind of feel like if you're just posting very very um, I don't know, just kind of like whatever, then you might be lacking a little bit of purpose. And for me it's presented kind of a lot of challenges to also stand by my purpose because right. um, I do think that to a lot of people it kind of, you know, it, it's definitely had an effect on my life directly because I didn't realize for a long time that it was marketing. Mm. And unfortunately, I, I don't like to see it as marketing. Right. I see it as a place to connect with other people. I mean, that's that's really what it is. And um, I I also see it as like a window, like right. into the world. Like that's that's the world beyond. And you mm -hmm. can see so far when you look through there. But it's kind of cool because like, for instance, if I'm looking at your page, I'm looking through like Manny Lens, you know, like yeah. that's where- My, my visual perspective yes. of, of what I want you to see. Yeah. Right. Well, I really think... it's what you see. And right. it's all my interpretation of what yeah, you're yeah. putting because out there. Because social media is an opportunity for me to illustrate my own life to whatever you yeah. what you want to see it. So whatever I see, correct. You're but gonna it's get your own to my perspective. Interpretation, right? Right, right. That's my favorite element of it. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like I try to be as um, authentic as possible online. But at the same time, to people who don't know me, I have gotten some really, really, um, some really bizarre uh, reactions me from too. social media. Me Is that so? Too. <laughs> Recently. So, oh, well, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's Did it make you uncomfortable? Did it change you? Did no, you no, know? no, not at all. It's just I understand social media. And I really, oh. like, I just, I'm so bought into social media as far as a marketing stance. Because... I feel like I face that same question as well. Like maybe when I first created my Facebook profile was who do I want people to see and what do I want to share with the world? I didn't want to share anything personal. So I just been like business. Yeah. <laughs> I just been business 
only on social media, but I think that's also helped create my brand. Letting a little personal in, I think, helps people understand too that you're also human, mm -hmm. which is important, right? Um, and I think being human, there's a lot of things that come into to place. It's not just a hairstylist. You're not just, you know. I think it depends on your relationship with the community. Mm. I I don't worry about it so much because. I, I know that it's all subject to interpretation and um, the audience could be different from day to day. Right. But because I see my clients regularly, maybe I don't feel the same level of pressure to... to maybe, maybe social media is also kind of a, a place to just... It's like just to put out all your thoughts out into... Like, like if you were sending it out into space, you know? Like, mm. like when it's just like a and you're sending yeah, it out because i think i think really like when i see social media i'm only sharing what i want to do is provide value so i'm only sharing that with the people well my only care is that i'm sharing it with the people that want to receive the value mm -hmm. not the people that if you're not looking for a house this message isn't for you you know but yeah you are kind of putting it into space and just like who needs this message yeah, <laughs> who if, needs if to see anybody this? like here it is for you yeah yeah like, definitely that's cool well definitely I, I feel like social media has just really changed everything absolutely. especially in the last five seven years and um, not all not all of the changes have been good I don't know about you I speak for myself I think it has had a very powerful impact on my life in in many ways mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. really yeah I've I've gone through my fair share of of um kind of confusions or thoughts of social media because I think it could if you let it overwhelm you or overcome your your real life mm -hmm. it could get very difficult to for you to even kind of distinguish the difference I think yeah. too you know I think some people get super caught up in what they're wanting people to think of them and it's not really the reality it's just what they're wanting so yeah social media can be crazy I think as long as you're using it to your advantage and you're using it cautiously and you understand it how, how to use it it's definitely a tool um talking about you know kind of the core you know the core things that you as an individual need we're all humans right so family must be definitely important to you you have two kids um walk me through kind of what a day-to-day -day, um typical uh, day looks like for mercedes here i am i lead a very I, what I would consider to be a common life. Um, I wake up and I work out a little bit before the kids um, are up or like kind of just get stuff ready for the day before they wake up. Once they wake up, we all start getting ready together. We'll put music on. Sometimes we'll just put on like the news and just we're all listening like, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. You know? And so, um, and then they either go off to school or right now that it's summer, you know, they go off to camp and I come into the salon and I, I really like that we're um, creatures of habit and creatures of routine because it makes for a very stable life and everything. Right. Um, but this is my, this is my time. The salon is like the part of life that I dedicate to it or it's what I, I live for. This is what I dedicate right. myself to. Um, outside of being a mother because being a mother is like all-consuming and I kind of think that when you're raising children that that becomes such a central focus that maybe 
um, in other areas, you do kind of start to suffer a little bit. And that, that level of detachment can be perceived by other people as uh, being antisocial or right. being, uh, I mean, anything really. Just, right, right. You know, whatever, whatever they want to prescribe you as. Yeah. Um, but I also think that when you're raising kids, you have to you know, lead by example and right. know that they're going to do as you do and not as you say. And so to really just try to live the life that you were born to live. And so I, I know I'm always like trying to do that, but I do kind of feel like life has outgrown me a little bit. Like I never really had a vision beyond the chair until just a few years ago. And it got here so, so fast that I kind of feel like I, I'm still learning to see myself in, in, this, in this position, position yeah. um, because of the my, my children have felt the change, you know, they've they've um, been here for every part of it. I mean, we they're here all the time with right. me and and we kind of do a lot of things for this place um, together. I mean, yeah. there this is just as much um, created by them as it is by me all through the influence of the people who come in here to day to day. Yeah. And so. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we we go to church on Sundays. We like to cook and um, we like to work out together. So we, we like to like do That's yoga cool. and running, and we That's like awesome. to play outside and stuff. Um, but they're they're technology kids for yeah. sure. I'm not I'm not pretending like oh no, we just read books. We have no phones. They're on the no, phones. They're, they're on the phones right now. They're back here. They're on the they're pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now they come with their own instruction manual they already know how to work everything yeah like, they're just you, like uh, have you seen one of these before nature, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah they, they're just right away jumping <laughs> in the water and like like, that. Hey, we're okay we gotta swim <laughs> right <laughs> that's so funny um i'm really excited to just hear your story and for people here in el paso uh or viewing on spotify itunes to hear your story as well um i think your journey has has come a long way and it's still kind of exciting because you're still trying to grasp it all yeah, I'm right evolving yeah. I'm, I'm trying to to find my footing along the way for sure that's awesome but aren't we all? yeah yeah we are like we're, we're we don't know what we're doing none of us know what we're doing right <laughs> we're just sense. figuing yeah, it out the yeah. parts that we know, but then there's parts that are changing yeah definitely um but really excited for people to hear your story i kind of like to end you know wrap up podcasts with uh, one question about El Paso. I love El Paso being born and raised from here. I think we have amazing, you know, sceneries. I think we have a lot of things to do, amazing food as well. So with that being said, um, what are your, some of your favorite places to eat in El Paso, uh, hang out in El Paso, and to celebrate maybe for a special occasion? Mm-hmm. Well, we love, um, we love all the the public spaces like parks you know being that um we're we're just locals sometimes we want to go to a for a drive and go to a park that we've never been to yeah and we meet new people and all across town there's all these like splash pads everywhere and i'm like hell yeah this is el paso yeah. like because oh, it's so hot here hell that yeah. sometimes you do you just go you know and run around yeah. in it and it's refreshing and then That's you're awesome. around other people of the community who you otherwise wouldn't connect with so everyone's friendly here right are, yeah yeah, yeah for in the sure. sun city. everyone it's, it's 
Pleasantville for real. Yeah. And so um, that we love um, the public space, of course, like scenic and trans mountain are our go-to places when we're kind of having like, you know what, we need to take a breather. Yeah. And um, right now that the season's nice, I mean, sometimes we'll wake up early and go there to see the sunrise and then That's we'll nice. go to Memorial Park and just go hill running. Because I love it's Memorial. Such, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful park. Well, I mean, if you're already in that area, yeah. um, I think it's just a, like a really good place to like do like hill running because yeah. it's like all the terrain and it's easy on your joints and everything. it's a fun it's a fun but, part yeah as far as restaurants um you know um my family it, like cattlemen's is like another home to me oh, really? and so i think um that's one of those like something that's really special to our area um, cool. because you can make a day of it i mean it's a ranch and it has like just so much to see and everything experience. is so delicious yeah, yeah definitely not an everyday place um for for most people um and one like our everyday places just because it's here in the neighborhood and it's so good um we love going to crave crave is like Crave's our awesome. go-to spot yeah. and um and i mean all the little diners around you know at yeah. we, we always go to so many local spots here that are delicious yeah, and every place you feel like you're in their world you walk mm -hmm. into crave and you know you're in crave yeah. like Steve-O's, you feel, you feel you're yeah, just like, what, where is this? Um, and I mean, other places around town, I mean, there's lots of like cool um, cool coffee shops. I go to a global coffee regularly, like yeah. during Hillside school just times, opened up Hillside, here too. Tippy just opened, mm -hmm. The Hive is great, yeah. um, especially because my kids are gamers and they're, you know, they're a family yeah. with, the, with the glitch people. So, um, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many cool yeah. people around town. So, yeah, I mean, that. It's a fun place to be if it's you guys haven't been to El Paso you guys need to definitely check it yeah, out um but thank you so much Mercedes for being on thank our episode yeah we've been neighbors for some time and I'm yeah, finally glad we got to sit down yeah, <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. yeah definitely <laughs> so for all of you guys uh watching and listening make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday where we have entrepreneurs influencers movers and shakers just like Mercedes make sure you guys tune in next Wednesday we'll see you guys soon Thank you for listening to Whiskey Wednesdays. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you can see more on YouTube, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts.